Is your voice is your voice supposed to be this low? Uh, I can turn it up. Is that better? No, that's clipping mm-hmm. there. No, it's low in it's low in pitch. It's low in p- motherfucker. It's low in pitch. No, it sounds great. Does it sound fucked up? <laughs> sounds low it's low in pitch for sure (laughs) do i sound like a black guy it's okay to say it no you sound like i've always wanted you sound like barry white he's a black guy well it's it's also a little bit he's very black it's also a little bit like buffalo bill it's also a little bit like buffalo bill who the fuck is buffalo bill you know i don't from (laughs) from silence of the lambs (laughs) oh jesus christ no way. Away. Away. Was she a great big fat person? That kind of. <laughs> would you fuck me? Have you seen that I'd movie? fuck me. I yeah. would totally fuck me. Right? Fuck me. I don't know if that's what he says exactly. No, he says that. He's he's like, would you fuck me? He doesn't. Like, no, he doesn't. I would totally He fuck just me. says, fuck me. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does, Matt. He like looks at the mirror. He looks at the mirror and says, fuck me. But he doesn't say, I would totally fuck me. That's a different movie. Oh, what's that? Anyway, uh, let's talk about your cocktail because... Well, your voice is so low still. Are we going to do that? It'd be funny, probably. I don't think it's low. It's not low for me, so I don't know if it's a squad (laughs) issue. I mean, we can make it low. You don't post. hear yourself. I do hear myself, actually. It is low. Because I have monitor headphones. You hear yourself? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, it's low for me. We'll see what happens. That's what you want to do. It'd probably be funny. If it, if it was low. <laughs> it was low anyway, what were we going to talk about? This is a south side. Yeah, so. It's like rum and lime. Nice. You know, I, I want to say. Actually, it might not be rum. I want to give you props for. Gin. Naming all of your ritzy cocktails after disadvantaged communities. I think that's really cool. Southside? Yeah. Southside. Is it named after the Chicago Southside? Tequila and lime. Okay, Mexicans, we get it. There's lots of places where the Southside is... There's lots of places where the Southside is the nice area. Pour yourself a wrong side of the tracks or, you know, ghetto blaster. There's lots of places where the Southside is like... It's like the nice area. So I don't think that's necessarily problematic. Places where the south side is the nice side? Yeah. I'll give you one for free. England. The south side of England? Yeah, the the south part of England is the The nice part. The south side of England. But that's it's about a city. It's about the city, right? So what are some cities where the south side is the nice part? You can take it or not take it. But you got to... I'm not going to do a nation. All right, well, then you need five more. I can think of plenty of... I can think of plenty of nations. I can think of plenty off. of nations where the south side of the nation is the nice part. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean Canada, right? Because up north it's just all Canada's death. beautiful. Like you can't live there. You literally can't live there. Okay. Right. Okay. Fine. All right, Canada. No, there's parts of Canada where no one can live. Oh, just a second ago. Oh, I could name so many. Now you got one. Did you know that there's an island off the coast of Canada that's owned by France? Did I know that you're changing the subject? You're damn right I did. God damn it, stopped recording. What the fuck? 
Holy shit. Did Matt just fake a disconnection so he wouldn't have to name four more places? The rest of the app is just me chewing. Well, this is a shocker. I mean, I've never had... You've never had... Yeah. Let me turn off my... What are the chances? Let's see if that helps. And I'll hide yours, maybe? What an oddly timed disconnect. You're so, so low. Dude, your computer's fucked up. Oh! You think I'm trying to get out of the... Yes! Thanks. Welcome my to the program. My computer's fucked up? Mm-hmm. You got hella delay. What is your fucking lag, man? I gotta, like, plan in advance what I want to tell Should you I restart? in, like, five minutes. Okay. Melissa, can we use your real name? Yes, that's fine. Okay, um... Do I sound super low, like Barry White or this guy from Silence of the Lambs? Or do I sound like a normal person? You sound like a normal person. You sound like you normally do on the podcast. Oh, boy. We're in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) We're in a lot of trouble, then. Does Melissa... Okay, how does Melissa sound to you? Oh, hold on a second. Does that help? I, I don't know. It's not my problem. She sounds perfect, though. I mean, I don't have, like, a really low voice, do I? No. Okay, good. Because I don't in real life, just so you know. But you don't have, like, a high-pitched voice? No. Like a normal, medium voice. It's like a a medium. She's a tenor. That's what I'm hearing. So, it's just John sounds really low? I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't sound that low to me. What What if I talk really low? Does it sound even super lower? It doesn't affect it that much. It doesn't affect it that much. So I should keep doing no. it? Okay, sorry. Hey, Melissa. Hey. Oh, there you are. I didn't turn off my monitor yet, so I can still see I you. Didn't, I didn't shut my door, so my dog is prowling around. Come here, buddy. He's on the prowl. Um. So yeah, let's start the podcast, right? Okay. John, Is there a subject for today? Well, John was wondering, like, what... what so, like, can you think of some cities where the south side of the city is the nice part? Hmm. I don't really know much about cities and their geography, I have to say. <laughs> like, in New York, what's the south side of New York? Well, yeah, so, like, the south side of Manhattan is the nice part, right? But Matt, Manhattan's northwest, right? Of Central Park? Central Park is in Manhattan. Um... Okay, I mean it's a park. It is right? a park, and then like, and then like little things ring around it. It's in Manhattan. It's completely surrounded by Manhattan. Oh, are you sure about that? I'm absolutely one hundred percent positive. I thought Manhattan was like to the northwest, like the northwest side of Central Park. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Have you ever been to New York? Central Park West is not Manhattan, right? It's Central yeah, Park West. No, no, dude. Like, no. It's... <sighs> Have you never been to New York? I went there once. I, I stayed in... You didn't pay attention. Melissa, tell him Tell him how wrong he is. I don't actually know how wrong he is. Oh, you don't? Oh, well, that's okay. Matt, you're so wrong. This may be the most wrong you've ever been on the podcast. Manhattan is an island. It's one of the five so Harlem of New York. Harlem is in Manhattan. Did you know that? Yeah. It's in the north. And then, like, the south is the financial district. And then the park is, like, 
kind of in the center. It's super ritzy. But yeah, there's no part of the park that isn't in Manhattan. New York. New York City. You go down to... <laughs> uh-huh. Go on. Staten Island is not New York, right? It's separate. No, it's one of the five boroughs. Oh, Staten Island's a borough? Yeah. It's uh, Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island. So Staten and, Island is uh, the south. What the fuck is the That's the one? south of New York City, is Staten Island. And that is not the nice part. I'll give you that one. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure you're right about this, but okay. I mean, why doesn't one of you, like, look it up? I thought Staten Island was a separate city. No, uh, who cares? It's it's a, it's a, I keep wanting to say borough. A bureau? Bureau. <laughs> or a borough. 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 It's a borough. It's a borough, like, like a small Not animal. a borough. Not a bureau. Okay, so let's start the podcast. It's Centrist Madness. It's the official podcast of the Alt Center. We are very excited today. To We've got Persephone Melissa on. Pulse on Twitter. Pulse Persephone. You are the first, uh, Mexipolis guest that we've had. That's true. Uh, for those unfamiliar, yeah, the Mexican Polish contingent of Chicago is quite large, and I am one of its members. That's great. I told Matt it's time. It's it's time we had we had a Mexipol on. Is the south side of Chicago the nice part? Uh no. I do know that. <laughs> is that where the drink, the south side, comes from? I don't know much about drinks, I have to say. Well, we keep we keep striking out, John. I mean, you invited on a very non-expert in all things person today, so you don't have any expertise areas. Not really. As as I said when I when I asked to be on uh, the podcast, I said, you know, you've never had a high school dropout on as far as I know, and hey, I can you're be an your expert first. at dropping out of high school. I'm not sure about that. I have no idea if we have or haven't. <laughs> Yeah, actually. Typically, the political sphere is not full of high school dropouts. Yeah, but so. do you think Tom Myers went to college? I don't know. Um, Andrea Dupre, he was in Italy, so I don't know what they do over there. He did manage to become a lawyer, so... Yeah, I really yeah doubt then that he's a high school dropout. We have, hot, we have other high school dropouts in the Alt Center, don't we? Um, I don't know. We have people who didn't go to college, that's for sure. That's true. Well, speaking of people who didn't go to college, I want to get into a tweet from our good friend Nathan J. Robinson. He's highly educated. He has earned that middle initial through much... What was it? Har it was Harvard for college mm -hmm. and Yale for law. Oh, yeah. Right? And now he's current affairs. And now he's he current affairs. He's a political gadfly, professionally. He has more intellectual gifts than he has green vests <laughs> and fellas he has a lot of green vests let me tell you i feel like he has a lot of tweed i feel like he has a lot of things that are tweed but don't need to be you know i would pay a hundred dollars just to tour his closet handkerchiefs lots of like he probably has a tweed handkerchief absolutely <laughs> i mean how many walking sticks do you think this guy owns oh like, he goes for a walk. I mean, it's not just like he's going to pick up the one. Like, he's got an assortment. And it is, 
it is perfect that he's in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is the perfect city for that sort of dude, right? Yeah. Where he can no one will make fun of him there. It's like mm. the one place where no one will make fun of him. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true of any place. But he could just totter around, you know, with his cane and his, you know, go tell people pip pip. <laughs> and like tip his you know, tip Off, his his fedora to them and offer and his it's handkerchief to to crying damsels. He has some sort of hat that's like you don't know the name of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he had a great tweet to this week. He had some. He's been on fire. I mean, he's been crushing it on Twitter lately. Yeah, this this one is definitely a stand. I'm I'm going to read it. Uh, this is December fifteenth. A depressing display of the professional class belief. Oh, he, he's a uh, quote tweeting uh, the announcement that uh, Buttigieg has been selected as Biden's uh, transportation secretary uh, nominee. A depressing display of the professional class belief that consultants know more than workers. He could nominate a bus driver, a train conductor, or city transport engineer to head the department. But the Buttigieg's of the world have convinced people their fancy credentials matter. Do you think he really believes this? I don't know, man. I think it's, you know, that was the first thing I thought when I saw Buttigieg nominated was, I just thought it was going to be a bus driver. <laughs> I thought we had finally, I thought, you know, what does this guy know about taking a right turn with a 40-foot vehicle in rush hour traffic. I think part of it is like people like Nathan J. Robinson don't think about anything other than what the Twitter response will be. And so they're imagining Joe Biden picking a bus driver to run the Department of Transportation and then like a hugely positive response to that, right? But they don't they don't imagine being a bus driver. <laughs> And the absolute hellish experience it would be to be run, run a giant government agency, right? And yeah. like how you just, if you did it, they just quit, <laughs> right? Unless they're like a bad person where they would just press on with no knowledge of anything. I wonder how many bus drivers would take the job. Well, you'd have to be like a megalomaniac, right? I mean, you'd, you'd make more money. Yeah, I think most people overestimate their own abilities right yeah i mean i would try for a while right i mean i'm an ideas guy so i would have lots of ideas to be the transportation secretary i mean the first thing i'd be like you know another guest is joining oh considerate guests how ironic Gotcha there. So it's not going to make sense because it's a fucking podcast and they can't see that you have a little name on Squadcast. Sam, does John sound low to you? Um, uh, like tonally or? Yes, pitch. Tonally, yeah. Not mentally. <laughs> yeah. Does, it, he does my voice, do I sound it like does... Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, it, yeah, you sound like you've been like slowed down by, you know, 0.25%. Well, that's still pretty fucking fast, man. <laughs> it's it's just <laughs> slightly down a little. 
You're never Why would that help? High voice. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking connection. <laughs> I don't know. Slow down. I thought you're right. It's probably not going to help to open the door, but. So what is, is that not a physical thing? Is this happening over the internet? <laughs> well, it's it's not a real thing that's happening with my voice. I'm still the same. My vocal cords are intact. I had as far monitor. as you know. As far as, as far as you know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you always sound different. This is the um, computer doing it to you? I think it's Squadcast, man. I don't think it's recording me this long. Wait, so do I sound... Does Matt sound low? Does that sound any better? The other three sound normal. Oh. Well, I have to say, I am terribly sorry about this, my 10-minute lateness. I uh, forgot. That's all right. So I'll give you a good excuse. Well, I don't... I, my, I mean, I don't care about like hurting your feelings or anything, but if it disrupted the <laughs> final podcast product, then I would be That's... upset. But I'm, I'm sure your editor can... Make spin gold out of. You're hitting the ground running. <laughs> out of. That's right. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do. We were just weighing in on. Uh, Sam, were you, were you disappointed that Biden didn't pick a bus driver for the Secretary of Transportation? Well, I'll t- I'll tell you what I um, I was disappointed that you know I thought for the first time Biden would break the chain of just appointing of making transportation the the giveaway political appoint appointment uh one i I thought he would uh nominate a a, a real serious person who has worked uh in in transportation or at least infrastructure in a big city uh but he gave it to pete and it's interesting you don't often see uh transportation secretaries drawn from the intelligence community so that's he gave it to some very interesting. Some Rhodes Scholar Phi Beta Kappa Polyglot. I mean, whatever. Sounds really funny hearing you talk that low, dude. Oh, wait, was he a Rhodes Scholar Polyglot? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, 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 sir. He was. He was. He was a bit of a Rhodes Scholar. That's but correct. don't you? But Sam, don't you think that like if we need to build some trains? And someone gives him some guff, you know, he'll end up in a body bag or something, right? The bus like driver? Maybe Pete is the guy who gets trains built finally. I I would love, I would love to be shocked about that. I would love it if Pete is the one who builds the trains and keeps them running on time. He's going to figure out how to get fucking light rail through the Rockies. If there is a goddamn way, he's going to do it. I'm not joking about this. I feel like Pete is an incredibly ambitious person and he won't he'll feel like he can't be president unless he has some big transportation accomplishment. I would root for that. I'm I would love that to be the case. I could see him pushing harder for that than, you know, anything. He would do it for any job, right, that they gave him. But I feel like transportation is one where he might actually have some big accomplishment. And the results are particularly visible to other people, unlike the accomplishments of other departments. Whereas if he was an ambassador or something, it's hard to get something tangible. Yeah. More than, I mean, his appointment as transportation secretary has solidified 
uh, a belief of mine that uh, was born, uh, was birthed, I, I think, from you or perhaps John Galvano, that he will be AOC's uh, running mate. And now I truly, I 100% believe it now. I know. It balances the ticket. Reagan needed H.W. Bush. Exactly. And both those guys uh, definitely killed people for the U.S. government. <laughs> Bush and Pete. I got to say, AOC is going to make a great vice president. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm for saying Kama- AOC. For Kamala? Why would... For why would uh, Kamala AOC. Why, that's not balancing the ticket. No, it's Kamala Pete... Pete AOC. And then Pete, Pete AOC. AOC, you know, end of days. I also think, guys, that on a sign, AOC Pete looks really good. Yeah. Three letters, four letters. Yes. And it's like, these two people are so fun and cool that we don't put their last names on. It it would be the Clinton Gore millennial ticket. It would be the two millennials. Oh, wow. I'd love to see it. 2032. Yeah, Biden. Biden's dead uh, next year. (laughs) Kamala. And then Noam. Kamala. Christy Noam? Yeah, she's going to get elected. Yeah, she's going to be the uh, Carter of this era. She will be the. Yeah, she's the Republicans' Jimmy Cotto. And then after uh, Liz Cheney uh, convinces her to invade Iran, and we're in that. Do you think it's no? You think it's Gnome Crenshaw? It's it's something boring. It's not anything crazy. All these people are predicting. Oh, oh, Josh Hawley is gonna pivot to the left on economics, and he's (laughs) gonna do fascism better than Trump. No, it's just gonna be something. It's not gonna be crazy. We are, we're not out of the crisis moment yet, but we will be within four or five years, and there will be. Uh, a, a return to uh, boring politics. Yeah, we just I'll tell you the, who they should run. The Civil War first. They should run Mitt. Well, hopefully, uh, the Biden will use the full force of the uh, security state and crush the crush the crush the rural whites, and we will win. The normal people will win. Normal people. Yes. I don't like the word normal. I, I like it. I, I think it's. Normal people. I think it describes very few people, and people think that it describes a very large group of people, but it really doesn't. No, it's no. Uh, Yang talked about this. He talked about normal people. I I don't know. I haven't read beyond the cover of his book, but the the cover says the war on normal people, and I nod when I see that. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like every time I log into Twitter. He has a book called The War on Normal People. Yeah, yes. it, it's his. That's his book, and he did it. He he. It was like he didn't write it. He is so autistic. I mean, that is like a w- totally autistic title for a book. He is on the spectrum. Yeah, people under thirty five aren't very comfortable using uh, that word as an epithet. I'm not using it as an epithet, but like, excuse me, that's a, yes, you are. The way he's thinking about the world. Where it's the war on normal people? What does that mean? I don't know. I haven't read Beyond the Cover. John, did you read it? Um, I read some of it, yeah. Because it, in our society, we He's have... He's saying that, like, you know, the robots are going to take our jobs. Are, are 
Wait, are robots abnormal people? <laughs> Is that what so he's saying? The, I, I mean, like, so if you're if you're not, you know, if you don't have some specialized job that can't be outsourced to AI. Then... Oh, so the abnormal people have the robots Wait, and use what's them. What's more to... normal than a truck driver? That is bread and butter Americana, right? <laughs> Not bread and butter Americana. <laughs> but it's going away, right? It's okay, going here we away. go. The trucks are going to be able to drive themselves. Guys, guys, Yang draws a distinction between quote-unquote normal people and technologically inclined people, noting that the average... Starting salary in Silicon Valley for engineers is nearing 200000 a, a draw that has led to a decline in humanities enrollments and boost in technical degrees. He predicts that automation will make, quote-unquote, normal people redundant. So, like, he's saying the computer people will rule the world, right? Well, yeah. And, you know, okay, I mean, so. prostitutes as well. No, he probably thinks robot prostitutes are the future. Hey, guess what? You think radiologists is all specialized? No. Fucking AI that shit. They're going to be out of a job in five years. So it's not always the people you think. Radiology does seem something like seem like something that a computer could do. No, they can. Like That's seriously going away as a job. Because computers can do it better. Or they're starting to be able to. Well... We're going to get to a point where just like a hologram pops up to tell you you have the cancer. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's great. I think it's a really good excuse for me to not go back to school to become a radiologist. Is that what you're looking into doing? I was at one point. I haven't been for a while, but it's something that like my mother thinks I should do. There's probably going to be people who ferry the human beings in and out of the office and say, hey, get in that. <laughs> get in that radiology machine and I'll see you soon. Just so that, get in the tube. It'll but that might be minimum wage, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they haven't even figured out fast food yet, so um, I guess we got a little more time. See, everyone thinks about fast food as if that's going to be the first thing. Right? No, why not? It seems like one of the last things that Why? would work with robots. You can't make a machine that flips burgers. Burgers them. are difficult. I mean, I don't want to get back into burgers. <laughs> you know, okay. we've talked about burgers okay, so much on dogs. the show. You don't think you can make a machine that spits out, puts a hot dog in a bun and heats it up, throws some mustard on it, wraps it up in a paper. I think it's more the customer service part that's really hard to Hot dog stands really need customer service. It's that service with a smile. I don't want a hot dog stand robot. When you see the prices, you'll you'll go for it. 25 cents on saving. Did you guys already do an introduction on Melissa? Yeah, who is Melissa? Tell us about yourself. Um, I'm just... I don't even know where to start. You could ask me questions or something. So let's start with what we know. Uh, you dropped out of high school. True. That's interesting. Uh, Maybe yeah. something. It was to a long time ago. It was uh, over twenty years ago. Mm. <laughs> because I'm very old. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> old, dropped out of high school, half Mexican, half Polish. Yep. 
So that. you're at least 34. At least, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> you could be as old as 60, depending on I'm when you dropped out. No. My, my mother is 63, I'll give you that too. Okay. Are you Gen X or are you Millennial? I'm a Millennial. But an Wait. old Millennial. Like, I just scraped by. Okay. Like, uh, I think Pete, I think Pete might be in 1981. Pete yeah, Pete's like just a little older than me. I also swear that I met Pete in 2008. You swear, but it's not proven? I, I'm 90% sure that I met Pete at a Radiohead concert in Indiana in 2008, what? but I'm not entirely sure. What was your interaction? I mean, very minimal. Like, I'm pretty sure that I just spoke to him really briefly. Like, Did it seem like he enjoyed Radiohead? Or was he just Oh, there? I know that he enjoys Radiohead. That's why, I, like, it reinforced the idea that I saw him there. And I know that his favorite uh, Radiohead album is Hails the Thief. Okay. I thought you were going to say Pablo Honey for a second, and I was freaking out. Oh. <laughs> no. That would be... No, I, I wouldn't be able to speak Pete's name. If Pablo Honey was his favorite, it just plays right into the stereotype that he'd be a Pablo Honey guy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, may maybe he'll tweet at like one of you next week and be like, "I was not at that Radiohead show. I don't know what that girl's talking you about." You should ask. In which him. case, <laughs> you went to a lot I'm of sure. shows, right? You went. You're big. You were big into concerts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of well, Radiohead concerts in particular. Yeah. Well, 2008. That was when Pete was working at McKinsey and Company. An American worldwide management management consulting firm. He was probably brutalizing numbers. people there. He was probably, he was probably crunching numbers. <laughs> he was spying. He was thinking he was keeping, about like keeping tabs on Tom York. There were a lot of guys who looked like Pete in that time too. Like I've seen pictures of him like from that era. So like it could have been some other dweeby guy with, you know, weird ears. Now, you who did it, you vote for in the 2020 Democratic primary? Um, I actually didn't vote in the primary because Ooh. by the time it came around for Illinois, it was already a done deal. And that was right when um, coronavirus was just starting up. So I didn't feel safe leaving my house. Because I, I have a lot of health conditions, so it wouldn't have been a good idea. The Illinois primary. Yeah, the Illinois primary. That one was late as hell. I think it was. Ours was pushed back to June, but I still voted. And I voted for Bernie Sanders. I'm not surprised. Well, what's that mean? I mean, I know things about you and what you tend to stand for, and I'm not surprised that you voted for Bernie Sanders. Oh, that's interesting. In 2016, I made fun of Bernie Sanders supporters, so... Well, they, we they all, were pretty funny then. We can all change. Isn't they were even funnier then. You know, I don't think there's anything funny about wanting to move the Democratic Party left and, and to achieve real material improvements in the lives of people who don't sell medical insurance or medical technologies. What if you do it while wearing a tweed vest with a cane that has like a crystal skull on it? You know what's funny is I've noticed more and more people calling Sam Grady a twink. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you're a twink. What is a, a twink? Like an effete gay guy or something? Uh, it's hairless. like... Hairless. Youthful looking. 
Nubile. Uh, nubile. Nubile a bit. Uh, I feel a like they used nubile. to have... They used to have frosted tips. Frosted tips? Yeah, twinks oh. used to have frosted tips. Like, if you were doing yeah, gay porn, okay. yeah. you would be... The twink would have frosted tips. Uh-huh. Right? I'm glad that those have been put in the dustbin of history. Frosted tips? Yes. So, like... Uh, twinks. Like Timberlake had a lot of twink vibes for a while. In sync era Timberlake. I would describe like my sexual type as twinks, but like not gay twinks. But you don't <laughs> think Sam not. is one? No, I, I would not use that label for Sam. What type of gay guy am I? Oh. You're a Dom Daddy. Dom Daddy? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's more personality than physical type, though. Huh? You lift Isn't there a lot. like a specific word for like hairless bears? Like hairless bears. That's a good point. Polar they bear. exist. It's a polar bear, right? They exist, right, Melissa? I used to, I used to hang out at the gym at my apartment complex, and uh, there was like a, like a weightlifting coach, who worked out there, and he was a hairless bear for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. I- I mean, and isn't there like a term for that? Isn't it like seals or something? It's, it's I don't polar know. bear. I'm telling you. But they have polar hair. bears have hair. It's just white. I, hey, talk to the gays. I don't make these names up. Let's see here. Are you Googling? I'm Googling bear, which is like, uh, there's some debate about who created it. And an a- article for The Advocate in 1979 apparently invented it. And it grouped every gay gay guy into seven different animals. Oh, let's hear them. Bears are usually hunky chunky types, <laughs> reminiscent of railroad engineers and former football greats. They have larger chests and bellies than average, and notably muscular legs. General characteristics: hair. What they eat. Beer is their favorite food. Let me see here. Click through for more animals in the. LGBT zoo. I'm trying to. Okay. Listeners, we appreciate your patience while Matt. <laughs> oh, there's like a fast forward button. Owls. Owls. Owls are older gay animals. Though sarcastic at times, they love everyone and everyone loves them. Mm. Was Truman Capote an owl? I was going to ask if Noel Coward was an owl. What they eat, usually something that's been ruined because they got so drunk. <laughs> Natural habitat, bar stools, beach houses. I kind of like an owl. I'd like to hang out with an owl. Me too. They do sound fun. Let's see here. Gazelles. Uh, gazelles play their stereos too loud and smoke too, too many cigarettes. Okay. Pussycats. Pussycats are deceptive. Because they usually have the bear look down pat. They act butch, but they can't resist the bitchy entendre. Entendre. I like bitchy entendre is a funny. (laughs) (laughs) I think bitchy entendre was the left wing for uh, the Montreal Canadiens for a while. Marmosets. All these guys are hairy. Everyone's hairy. Well, you haven't gotten to the end yet, have you? What's the marmoset? The marmoset, uh, they look like small bears, but they incorporate many aspects of the pussycats. 
So basically just puss- pussycats, but short. Even Latin marmosets. Oh, God. <laughs> Even Latin marmosets tend to be cold and unfeeling. Wow. What they eat, white wine, white meat, a little pate. Marmosets are spectacular in bed the first time. Okay. Gazelles. I did that one, right? Yeah. Peaks and Afghans usually come from the Confederate states. <laughs> Wait. Peaks? Peaks and Afghans. And Afghans? Yeah, like a dog. Okay. An even manner. A tendency to go overboard when they meet someone they like. They have excellent taste in bears. The Signet Swan. This is the last one. Gucci shoes and accessories. Season tickets to the ballet. A collection of crystal on the coffee table. They refuse to discuss anything that does not have a designer name on it. Female, female Signet Swans. Often couple for life with another one of the species. Interesting. (laughs) Now, I recently uh, ran into a bit of a controversy on Twitter uh, uh, this past week. Oh, that's right. Sam got canceled. (sighs) Yeah. Now, here's the offending tweet. Yeah. Uh, I am quote tweeting a, a tweet from The Hill. Uh, which is a picture of Montana Senator John Tester. And it says, Senate Democrat warns party's message to rural voters is, quote, really flawed. And I, I tweeted, rural voters are incredibly stupid, incredibly racist, incredibly evangelical, or incredibly fascist. Often all four. Now that blew up. That blew up, huh? Uh, I can see why. Yeah, now... Uh, for a while, it was a certain segment of the left that was really mad about it. And then it fell into right-wing, I, I would say, Nazi Twitter even, and then they got really mad about it. So it's very interesting that both the, the far left and the far right did not like what I was saying. Well, people are mad at you all of a sudden. Total and people are gloating about you happens. losing the election all of a sudden. I don't know if the show's getting too big, like if that's starting to make people mad. I feel like lately... Blue checks have been coming after us. Like Weigel. Yeah. Weigel got mad at us this week. Oh, how'd you piss off Weigel? Um, he he did something about like uh, how how like he he produced one of the Netflix shows that he said was one of the best shows of the year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, yeah, it reminds me of when Bernie said his favorite book was the one he wrote. <laughs> and then Weigel was like. Weigel, like, I think, thinks we're centrists. And he was like, mm-hmm. well, he couldn't list the Communist Manifesto, you know, because it's uh, four volumes or whatever. Wait. Dust Capital. Yeah, whatever. I don't read that. I don't read books. The Manifesto wasn't four volumes. I mean. Dust Capital. I haven't read either one. You should you should read the Manifesto. That's a, that's a nice light read. I mean, you're right. Right? There's a specter haunting Europe. Sam is right. There's no question that Sam is right. Yeah. You said the quiet part out loud, which is a trademark Grady move. Now, Melissa, you're from Indiana. What did you think of that? I'm from Illinois. You're from Illinois. What did you think of that? Um, Are you from Chicago? I'm from the Chicago area. Oh, well, then you're pre- so I'm going to say that you really didn't like the tweet because people from actual rural red state America were like, yeah, he's pretty much right. 
I um, grew up not rural, but uh, one of the more far out suburbs that was very, very conservative, um, which was uh, traumatic to say the least. Um, but there were there was a a diversity of thought even there. Um, I don't really know what it's like in a very rural area, but I would assume that there's more diversity than people think that there is in terms of politics and philosophies. Well, that hasn't been my experience, and we see that in my election results. But the election can only capture who got who got a majority, not whether or not there's anybody at all there who um, disagrees with who won the election. Right. Even if you go to the deep red state, you still got like, you know, 40%, 30% right. that aren't insane. And that's not nothing. Not even close to nothing. I think it is close to nothing. And I think even the, the blue voters in rural America and rural Midwest Trump country, I think even a lot of them are uh, severely struggling with a lot of uh, mental illness and rage and uh, it's, well, it's, it's just a nasty area. It's a nasty area, let me tell you. So yeah, a lot of people didn't like what I had to say, even though what I said was very true. It's weird how it's weird how like I think people people react poorly to certain kinds of generalizations because they think that they should not be generalized and you know it's weird how a, like you you can say that about rural right. people and these people get mad but like if you said it about like brunch moms right <laughs> like a, a tiny sliver of people would get mad at you but we would be so much better off if the country was 80 percent brunch moms right uh, true absolutely or 90, yeah or 100 right if the whole country was just brunch moms just like me you i don't think so and then brunch bombs? You don't think so, dude? No, definitely not 80. Uh, hey, 50, I, sure. i tell you one thing. There's going to be a lot of single brunch moms. And the other 50 <laughs> was like that in mind. So brunch moms. be a lot of brunch moms looking for dates. Brunch moms and DSA dudes, if that was the whole yeah. country? I think if that was the two parties, I think that'd be fantastic. Look, if it was 80% brunch moms, we would like be nuke- We would be turning the Middle East into glass. <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't. So Come we on, could brunch there. We must colonize new lands so we can maybe, have mimosas. Maybe them. the Middle East would surrender. No, it would. You would have a. T- you would have a ton of brunch moms on MSNBC holding up like photos of Afghanistan in the 1970s and then Afghanistan now, and saying, "Look, women were allowed to go to college in the 70s. Look at how they dressed, and now look at them now. We we've got to help these people." And then, well, that's six a months sentiment. later, what if we were 80 percent brunch moms and everyone else was in the military? That sounds even worse. That's the perfect imperial state. You have the brunch yeah. moms to, to, to drive the colonization, and then you have the Well, the brunch moms need children, right? So we have to have children for them, or else they're not moms. Yeah, that's why I don't qualify as a brunch mom. That and the fact that I don't ever eat brunch. You don't eat brunch? I mean, eat at times that are coincidental to brunch times. When this thing, when this, not brunch foods. When this COVID virus, lunch is, yeah. when we take care of it, the Alt Center needs to go out there and have brunch every week. We got to support brunch. It's the most important meal of the day. 
It's the most important meal of the week. Exactly. I think I identify more as like a, a wine mom without children than a brunch mom. Melissa, hello. <laughs> you're she, Melissa's a little young for you, Sam. I feel like your sweet what, spot is forty-five. What's Sam's like usual age type? Forty-five, I think, is his dream. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm a little young. Perfect age for him. <laughs> What's the genesis of that? Was there like a hot soccer mom when you were a kid and you fixated? Has it been a lifelong? Uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, Maybe he's just fan? right. Maybe he's just right. There's a right or wrong. Yeah. It's personal preference. But maybe his preference is correct. There's no accounting for tastes. It's an illogical. Oh, yeah, I think I listened to an episode of this show once where you talked about being a sugar baby, right? Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, boy. I, I was going to say fans of the show may uh, recall. Your experience as a sugar baby, yeah. Oh, we need to talk. We need to talk about Jimmy Dore. This was the week of Jimmy Dore, where Jimmy Dore took over all of discourse on the left. Who the f- oh it's, yeah, it's fascinating. How can Wait, didn't you tell me about crazy. him last There's time? There's like a civil war brewing on the left about whether we should do what Jimmy Dore says. A minor civil war, and most people are very dismissive of Jimmy Dore on the left. I don't know. Well, you you won't believe that. You won't. Yeah, you will deny. You will uh, disagree. There's but a lot you- of people saying we need to listen to him. Dr. Cornell West said so. Jimmy Dore. Brother Jimmy Dore, we gotta listen to Brother Jimmy Dore, another free thinking man. Wait. Ooh, I don't know if I love that. Can you delete that? <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, the standing policy of the show is we would never publish anything that makes any of the participants uncomfortable. Oh, good. But in this case, <laughs> I mean, there has to be a line somewhere. Dr. Cornell West, he's a doctor. That's also going on. The National Review has published nine articles about Jill Biden's doctorate. Oh, is it not all it's cracked up to be? That's what they say. Uh, Tucker Carlson said it was a national shame that she had a doctorate. Oh, wow. It's And it's really strange that they're doing it, you know, because it's like, who cares? Oh. Right? Yeah. I mean, Melania Melania pretended to have a college degree and no one cares, right? Right. And she's dumber than a sack of rocks. Yeah. We could say that now, right? <laughs> like she's a deeply dumb, awful person. She's an awful person, right? There's no yeah, redeeming she's, qualities to her. She's just completely uh, vapid. She probably loves... I think she loves her son. Maybe, right? It seems like it, right? I think. I think it seems like she loves her son. And I, I hope she escapes, right? I hope she escapes with Baron someday, right? It, it was the I really don't care shirt that really disturbed me and upset me because I was a long time neutral to yes. lean supportive Melania. A lot uh, of people had that moment, right? Where yeah. like, like, and then, and the only explanation for it being benign is that like, she's like the dumbest person, only like a total moron. Would think that that could fly. Hang on for just a second. I will be right back. The alt center like has added some centrists. Um, it seems like it. Because like we agree with them about certain things, you know. You're to the left of me, right, Matt? Yes. And Galvano's to the right of you. Galvano's no, to the right really? of me. I don't think so. Galvano's pretty. Galvano's like a DLC Democrat. 
if Galvano's to the right of you, then John, I I'm don't back. think you're that uh, crazy. You don't. Th if jo if John Galvano is to the right of you, I don't think uh, that doesn't strike I mean, me as true, Matt. My my ideal society would be probably like some form of UBI, some form of guaranteed healthcare, open borders to the extent that we can make that work. But I'm willing to sacrifice that to a large degree to get elected because it's not popular. So I'm willing to like be conservative on immigration for political purposes. So, so some, um, some form of UBI, some form of guaranteed healthcare, uh, border security. It's debatable. This is everyone left of center. This is like 90% of the country. I don't, I mean, we can't win on the, we like, we can't win on immigration. Immigration's a losing issue for us. But who's saying this? Where are you? The main thing about John is that he wants to, you know, if someone is acting up, you know, <laughs> we send some drones in. Oh, yeah, definitely. John is a global law and order guy. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm humanitarian interventionist. And like, honestly, my biggest priorities would be aid to developing world sub-Saharan Africa. That would be like top priority, which like no one gives a shit about, which is so ironic to me that everyone's like oh income inequality like in the richest fucking country in the world everyone's crying about like who has more than them and it's so obviously self-interested because there's a billion fucking people living on less than a dollar a day that no one ever fucking talks about that's a really interesting point how dare you complain about income inequality when there are more poor people in other countries yes that's a good exactly. a salient point <laughs> Yeah, no, succinctly put. It's, inter it's interesting that there are more impoverished people elsewhere, yet you complain about right. poverty. You know, I was talking about a bill. I was talking to a billionaire who was paying a lot of taxes and having a hard time, and I told him the same thing. I said, "Listen, buddy, there are people much poorer than you," and you know he didn't like to hear it either. So, I guess it's you know, a universal problem. No matter how much money you have, you always feel like you could. Use a little more. I don't like money. I just like what money buys me. Right? <laughs> Important distinction, yeah. Yeah, because it does seem like some people are especially devoted to just making piles of money larger without really thinking about what they can buy with it. Guys, I just like to see the number in my bank account go up. Oh, I do I like I'm that, too. I'm never going to spend it. I know? do like that, too. But when uh, I see that, you know, add a couple zeros... I just that's a happy feeling. Do you think you'll be getting a six hundred? Did you get the a thousand two hundred? Did you get the last stimulus check? Means tested. I got some of it. Means tested. Shebang. Matt, did you get the stimulus check? Can we talk about something else? It's a yes or no. <laughs> I did not get Wait. it. Why wouldn't there you... was some means testing on that bad boy? Why so uh... do you file jointly? <laughs> what is Let's not talk about it, John. Let's move on well, to something that's less. We should talk about it because why don't we talk about it off the air? You know, we do have some expenses related to this podcast. So well, let's talk about it off the air. If you have sources of income, okay. let's talk about it off the air. Okay, but we are going to talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it on you know DMs or whatever. Wow. <clears throat> so um, let's. Other things happen this week, right? Yeah, well, in Congress they're they're debating uh, direct payments. Oh, the deal the deal is done. Just happened. Yeah. Oh, they just oh. they just signed it, huh? 
So signed it. 600 seems to be it. I wonder if you'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably me. Well, for re- it'll probably not go to me for some reason. But then, um, yeah, and they chopped the UI in half. 11 weeks of UI. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. UI chopped in half and shortened and the stimulus chopped in half and, you know, not much else. Um, State and local aid is gone. And also they're having to fuck around with the money and like shuffle it around. So it's actually CARES Act money. Right. So it's a shitty deal. I mean, it's I don't think they should have pushed it any farther. I don't think we could have. Um, you know, this is it. This is what Republicans were willing to do at the end of the day. Did they keep in the liability shit? And what was the other um, thing? I think the liability is gone. State and, aid. And there's some bullshit they cooked up about um, what the Fed can do to release funds. Mm-hmm. So they can't release funds exactly like they did the first time. It has to be different. But Biden will probably figure out how to do that. The checks have a picture. Do you of think we will Trump winning the election on it? That would be funny if that was the condition. Do you think we will uh, ever see another COVID-related stimulus relief bill? Uh, will Biden? Will, will there be any more uh, legis? Will, will this happen again? Uh, do we win Georgia? Ossoff and Warnock have to win. I was thinking. I, I mean, do. Do we even think there will be? Uh, Are you worried that Trump is going to stay president? What? No, I'm. No, I'm not. You're not worried about it. You haven't been listening to Reverend Magdalene. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I I'm not uh, playing the fun uh, James Bond game that I've been playing in my head for the last four years. I I'm not doing that. All right. And when I say I, when I say I, I mean the uh, brain damaged uh, re- resistance. Uh, Do you? And think- not even that. Not even just the normal folks who are like, yeah, it seems. It do you seems think Russia Trump concedes? Probably... Do you think Trump concedes before January sixth? I don't think I'll ever concede. Uh, he has to concede in some way. Well, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, has he, he's wait, not does acknowledged he? he's leaving yet. Does he have to concede in some way? Um. Okay. He doesn't so really, have to do anything but get the fuck out. Okay, so yeah, he does right? not have to. He. I think legally he has to leave the White House, right? Um, yeah, I would yes. imagine. Yes, that is tr- now that is correct. If he stays in the White House, you cannot House, stay he, in the White House after you're voted out. If he stays in the White House, right, which he has discussed doing, like in a closet somewhere, <laughs> he's proposed. <laughs> he's proposed. Biden is going to have to say, "Get the heck out of here, man! What the what the heck you think you're doing?" But there? he he legitimately has suggested that he just not leave. On January 20th, right? He just stay, stays there. Right. Um, if he does that, Joe Biden is still president, right? So Joe Biden is just president somewhere else. No, he's um, going to kick him out yeah. of the White House. <laughs> okay, but John, let's say he does that, right? Wouldn't there be some wisdom in just, like, making Trump stay there? In the White House? Uh, I don't know. Explain it. Because... <laughs> Trump looks like an absolute fucking lunatic if he's just hanging out in the White House, right? And, like, no one is really working for him anymore. Uh, And, like, he doesn't do any official business there, right? Right, yeah. Uh, And eventually, like, like if he he can't stay there, like, a year, eventually he'd have to leave, right? 
And I think there'd be some wisdom in just making him do that rather than sending in like cops to like. It's a pain in the ass, though, not to be in the White House, because then you got to like get another. It's a pain in the ass to drag him out, though, too, which is why he's thinking about doing it. So in he's not going to do it before January 6th, right? It's clear that that's not who he is, right? So that as we're recording the podcast, that's like, you know, 16 days away. What's right? January 6th? That's when the Congress, the cert- the, Congress yeah. certifies. And then Joe Biden is legally president-elect, whereas now he's just nominally president-elect. So in between January 6th and January 20th, Trump needs to like admit it's over he doesn't have to say i can see but he has to say well i'm leaving so when when does he do that it's a good question i thought he would i thought he would have done it by now i'm picturing january 6th they're voting they're certifying they certify he gets in a chopper bye-bye just leaves it's like well i didn't i didn't really want to be president anyway a very tremendous Golf resort. I guess the question is, does he does he take a like a random vacation to a non extradition country at some point and just pretend he's not? Doing I mean, that? it's true he has committed crimes, and that seems to be part of what he's thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everyone just assumed he would go to Mar-a-Lago and just be there while everything else happens. Yeah, but they assumed he would have done it by now. Lots of assumptions about what he's he would do have gone by the wayside. Like I thought the electoral college would matter to him, but it doesn't seem to be landing. Yeah. But it'll land for him eventually. And then he'll like, I don't know, like with COVID, right? Like eventually he went to the hospital, right? He didn't, he really didn't want to, but eventually they admitted that he had COVID and he went to the hospital. And then he stalled for hours, and then he shuffled his ass out and got in the chopper or whatever. I think because at heart, though, he's a very fearful person who we know is like a hypochondriac as well. And probably that's the one thing he would listen to is somebody telling him, look, your oxygen is low and you need to be in a medical space surrounded by people. He could be tricked. They could trick him. He could be tricked at any time. Right? (laughs) He's in that zone. He's not listening to anyone. Apparently he's mad all the time. Just stewing. Yeah. I guess that's the ultimate irony about his whole presidency is I thought he would be happier, but it it never made him happy. Oh, it's classic. Yeah, that's like a a short story about a rich man. He wasn't happy about winning the election. Like, you would think he'd just be like... A short story about a rich man. (laughs) He's still... He was still president, you know? Like, you don't have to be reelected. Not everyone gets reelected. And you almost got reelected. That's pretty good. Right. He'll always be president. His portrait will always be hanging there. There'll be Donald Trump middle schools. And will there? Yes. When you're when you're driven by a profound sense of your own inadequacy and unlovableness. I know he's so fucked up. You're never gonna be. You're never gonna be like, oh, I did pretty good. You're gonna be. He's like, like unbelievably fucked wronged. up. He has to yeah. be the reelected president. That wouldn't make him happy either. And I think it. I think it does haunt right. him that he was never popular, right? Like never for a moment was he a popular president. Do you think the uh, stimulus checks are still based on uh, 2018 taxes? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> Why do you think that? Um, because I think they won't. They they'll feel like they can't roll it over. I mean, the IRS has been pretty chill about a lot of things this year. You know. Yeah. I know. Uh, well, I won't get into that. All right. I know from Good personal news. experience from dealing with the IRS that they're kind of like chill about this whole tax season. Okay. Um, and like state you taxes. You deal with the, the IRS a lot. Yeah. You said that they were surprisingly uh, not that mad about, you know, stuff involving the Cayman Islands. <laughs> they're kind of cool with that now. I'm just saying that. And you had some experience. <laughs> you know, that's when Mnuchin was actually pretty cool, right? Like until recently, Mnuchin was the best cabinet secretary. You were actually talking to Mnuchin. Okay. Well, I was talking to him and like, you know, I remember like right away. He bumped back the filing deadline to July, right? And that was all him. Solid. He's been pretty open to like not letting people starve until recently. After the election, he turned into a monster. But up until the election, he seemed to have some sense that like not letting people starve would help Trump win and was the right, right thing to do too. So yeah, I don't think they're going to bother bumping it to 2019. Fantastic news. Thanks. All I wanted to know. So if it stays okay, uh, well, before we go, I uh, wanted to check in with Sam for the Hollywood Minute. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> Hollywood is still uh, reeling from last week's announcements about Warner Brothers releasing its 2021 slate to cross the streaming service HBO Max. Uh, director, writer, director Denny Villeneuve. Excuse me? Huge news. Bombshell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, writer, director Denny Villeneuve, uh, the director of 2016's Arrival, uh, Blade Runner 2049, um, Sicario, and the upcoming Dune has uh, said that he does not love this. He thinks this is terrible for cinema, terrible for movies. And terrible for the uh, Dune franchise, which may be, uh, you know, killed in the crib, which really upset me because they're only adapting the first half of the Dune book. And if we're just going to get the first half of the Dune book and they and it didn't make enough money for them, for Warner Brothers to say, hey, here's the rest. You go finish the rest of the book, Denny. Well, I'm going to be really upset. All right. Well, that was Sam Grady's Hollywood Minute. That was great, Sam. Okay. Was this okay? Uh, Melissa, do you have a manifesto you'd like to read or anything before we go? I do not. <laughs> okay. I love well, you guys. That's, <laughs> that's you sweet. Too. Okay. Bye. Kisses.